What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Bree here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome to another episode where we talk about interior design and try to entertain you guys at the same time. How's it going? Oh, it's good. (laughs) That's good. Uh, How was Will's birthday party? It was fun. It was a nice day at the beach with her friends and all Mm. her family. So cute. I saw pictures. It looked like so much fun. (laughs) I had someone make um, my little pony cake and cookies, and they turned out really cute. That's so cute. (laughs) I want one. (laughs) You come. I know. I saw the card Willow made me, and I was telling Dylan. I was like, Willow made me a card, just trying to guilt trip him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were busy, too, so. Yeah. What was your good idea this week? My good idea is that my one of my paintings is going to be in a big Colorado interior um, magazine that just came out this month. So That's so cool. I'm so <laughs> excited. I want a copy. Can you order them online? Yeah, you can. I'll, I'll send you the link. You'll have to share it. Will it be published by the time this episode's out? Yes, I think so. <gasps> yay oh my god that's so cool (laughs) I so basically it was like a job I worked with the company in collaboration with the company and I styled helped style the shoe and we used my art in the master bedroom and so so now it's in the magazine oh my god that's so cool yeah that's exciting you I'm a little artist (laughs) (laughs) I know famous artist guys is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, if only I could just sell those to everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll set up the shop on Not So Good Ideas podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just kidding. Add that to our list of a million things. 
<laughs> That's so cool, though. I'm so excited. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a good idea? Um. Well, my good ideas went to Savannah again for my brother-in-law's graduation. He just graduated from SCAD with fashion design. And we got to spend some time um, with Dylan's family, which was a lot of fun. Um, And then a not so good idea came out of that, (laughs) Uh (laughs) which came home and I tested positive for COVID. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, which, I mean, I guess it's inevitable. I don't really do much. I stay home a lot. And so I feel like my immune system is just like not ready for anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I go out, I'm pretty susceptible, but I feel pretty bad (laughs) because my father-in-law also got it and my husband got it. So, oh my gosh. Not the C word. No, I don't want to talk about it, but hey, this is what comes out of, you know, having a good time. Yeah. (laughs) You can't even go outside without getting it these days, so. Oh, and this one apparently is like super, a super spreader. You get it really quickly, so. I'm sorry. Are you feeling sick? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm just more like tired. Like it's making me really sleepy and achy, but I've had it in the past and it's not as bad as it was back then. Well, that's good. That's really good. What about you? What's your not so good idea? Um, my not so good idea is I've been, I've been reading. Okay. So Every time I get into a new book series, I get like hooked on it and then I can't stop. <laughs> and I'm like, and any chance I get to keep reading, I like, I'll be in the corner reading. Like it'll be time for dinner and I'm like, <laughs> I can't. That's not up. a bad addiction. Uh, but I get like in this, I have to finish it. Like if I start a series, I just like got to finish. So mm-hmm. I started a new series and I'm on the last book of four oh my gosh I know and I read it all in like a week (laughs) I was gonna say when she started uh yeah like last week I think or yeah (laughs) I mean it's a good and also a bad idea because I mean if it's (laughs) creating you to just sit and like hurt your neck all day I can see that being a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like I get addicted but I, I've been reading like way too much. It gets, I get consumed with it. Like kind of like binging a show. You know? Yeah. You just like can't stop. You have to finish it. So. <laughs> That's good though. It's yeah. good. It's better to binge a book than to binge a show. I guess you're right. You're right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Any Use other- your imagination more. Yeah, true. I'm trying to read different books because I always read like thrillers. Mm-hmm. and like murder <laughs> pretty dark um, yeah dark books so I've been trying to read more like science fiction and supernatural I'm just trying everything just going out of the box things I don't usually read so the series of books I've been reading is gonna be a show I guess oh really 
Yeah, it's called A Court of Thorns and Roses, and it's going to be a show. So, that's really cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I always like when they turn books into shows. Like, I'd rather be a show than a movie because you can get way more out of it. Yeah, and then it's like, who's going to be playing who and mm -hmm. get into it, you know? Like, so. visualize the characters. Mm -hmm. yeah, Super so cool. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll read it too. Yeah, you should read it. Get into <laughs> some books. I need to find time and then I will. <laughs> That's true. You're always going somewhere, doing something. This is not by choice. <laughs> I'm yeah. make it very clear. <laughs> well, I haven't I gone anywhere by choice in a long time. <laughs> you need like a, you need to get away from everybody. Escape. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to go out to the middle of the desert like we planned. Mm -hmm. We need to go have our um, photo shoot. Oh, yeah. In New York. Mm -hmm. I was going to text you the other day. I don't know why I didn't. I, I ADD. Like, I always think to text and then it never happens. Anyways, I saw this picture of New York and I was like, I got the New York love bite. I was like, we got to go soon. I know. I want to go was, really like, bad. Calling my name. I've been there in like two years yeah it's been a while for me too well we have to go yes and we and just reached five thousand downloads we're that's over, crazy we're over that like we passed it so okay well, guys we're having a meet and greet in new york just <laughs> <laughs> celebrate set it up <laughs> yes mm -hmm. that'd be kind of fun though that would i don't be know if anyone would come but <laughs> we have a few Either. diehards that would come. yeah you know who you are. We'll see you there. <laughs> we'll see you there. <laughs> it would be nice to meet some of our guests that we've had on too. I think some of them live in New York, so that'd be interesting. And speaking of guests, we have a really great one coming on the podcast today. Christina Moreno, designer and founder of Ombia Studio, is joining us today. Ombia is a ceramic sculpture and design studio based out of LA. Every piece Christina makes is hand sculpted and created one of a kind for her clients. She not only makes furniture, but also has learned how to create lighting pieces all on her own. Please welcome Ombia Studio to the Not So Good Ideas podcast. So did you, I saw you just recently um, started your studio. How long ago was that? Um, it was, I mean, it started like for fun, probably in 2019. Um, and then I left my full-time job. I was a footwear designer before that. Um, and I left that because I just missed making with my hands so much and I started selling and started selling like with a lot of interior designers and I was like oh maybe I can leave this and then pandemic hit and the studios closed and it was kind of crazy but I was like shoot <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have my full-time job <laughs> but honestly you know I'm so glad I did everything really works out for a reason and um, it really gave me some time to kind of figure it out and test things out and kind of see what I wanted to do with the studio. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's only really been, I would say like a year and a half, like doing it more like seriously. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, where did the name come from for your studio? Um, so I was born and raised in Colombia. Um, and it kind of comes from there, the Ombia and like the little line is like, we use tildes, which is like where the letters have accents when you read it out loud. Um, so it's kind of like a play on like where I'm from and the tildes and also like there, I don't know, I, a lot of what I do, it comes so much from like how I grew up and like just my country, like being surrounded with so many like artisans and makers and, um, yeah, and clay especially is a big thing back home. So it's, it was nice to like kind of reconnect with that side. So that's kind of where it comes from. Oh, wow. I like that name. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you live in Colombia for? Um, so I was born and raised there. So I moved when I was 18. And oh, I wow. moved to San Francisco to go to college and then to London. Yeah. Well, wow, so you, basically all of your roots are from Colombia, yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I know. How was it adjusting? Um, to the American life, as one would say. <laughs> um, no, I I actually, so it was kind of easy for me. So my mom is American um, and she moved to Colombia, like I think almost like 30 years ago. Um, she met my dad working at a restaurant in like in San Jose, so like North Bay. Um, and then she ended up moving to Colombia with my dad. Um, so I, I used to come a lot to California to visit like my grandparents and all like my mom's side of the family. Um, so it, I've kind of always been, I guess, partly American. Like I've always felt it in me. I never felt a hundred percent Colombian in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always felt and my grandparents are German as well. So I lived in Germany for a little bit. So I've kind of always felt a little, like from a little bit of everywhere, um, which is <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Very multicultural. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. definitely. <laughs> so would you say that's kind of what led you to where you are now and what kind of gave you the push to create your studio? Um, I knew I, since I was little, like I felt that in my gut, I just knew I wanted to do something on my own. I don't know what that, that meant. And I think I've been trying to figure it out and I still will. And I probably forever will um, what that meant. But I think as I was, when I was younger, I started thinking of certain things and I would like test it out. And actually Ombia started as like something completely different. It was going to be and like I bought the domain and I started it and um, and then I realized like, oh, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. So I kept like testing little things um, until I was in a full-time job and I was behind a screen all day long, like insane hours. And I just realized <laughs> I really missed making with my hands and I studied textile design. So I, it was really manual and I've always done art and I painted and I, so it's been in like with me forever. So um, I decided to just take up like a ceramic class just to kind of step away from the screen. And I ended up loving it. and. I just did really one class and then I just immediately got a membership at the studio I was at and it started from there. I just started kind of playing around and I really love that I didn't have any like knowledge really, or like any of the technical things that you should know with clay. 
I just kind of started like playing around and making stuff. And I feel like it just gave me more, I, I, I guess like less boundaries. Um, and then I just decided, well, hey, like I should just do this and see how it goes. And <laughs> it kind of just has worked out and it's like growing into something I would have never imagined that it would be at. So I'm just kind of going with it. <laughs> I love that. It's like from a child's perspective, like, you know, when children are creative or they use their imagination, they don't use technical terms to describe what they're doing. They just purely are enjoying it for what it is. And that's where you find your true creativity. So I can see that. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. And like, also you're not getting like any outside influence and you're not kind of basing your designs off anyone else. You're just exploring and finding your own ideas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't realize that until like recently. And I was like, huh, I'm really that person that I just, I guess I'd rather not read up about it or anything or look it up or try to research things. I kind of, it's better for me just to like start making and seeing how it works and then figuring it out. I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it's a little messy, but I feel like sometimes it works out. <laughs> I like that. I was going to backtrack a little bit on what you said about, you know, sitting at a computer all day. I feel like that's been a common um theme for a lot of people that create with their hands is, you know, being stuck at a computer all day kind of forced them to, I mean, stop it almost completely and start making with their hands. And I think um, that's starting to happen pretty much everywhere. I think people are getting sick of staring at a screen all day and find more joy with using (laughs) what God gave them. (laughs) Definitely. I think it's just so rewarding. Like you see the, with like footwear design, like it took sometimes months for it to like you see the result or for the shoe to fit perfectly. And it's really rewarding to like make something and see it take shape immediately and it be done maybe like in a week or sometimes a month, but like, it's a lot quicker and it's, yeah, it's really rewarding to like at the end, you're like, wow, I just made this. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's really amazing. And how many, what do you, what all do you make? I saw that you have tables that you make and you make like ceramic pieces, but can you kind of talk through what all you do? Yeah. So it started with vases and then it kind of, I don't know. I was like, I want to do like challenge. I like challenging myself frequently. And I kind of felt a little like, um, I don't know, like it just wasn't as challenging at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do lamps and figure that out. So then I did lamps and then it kind of morphed into like tables. I started with small little tables and then now I'm making coffee tables and yeah. And then I will be making more and more, like I'm trying to scale up and just keep challenging myself, which is exciting. Um, but Yeah, I'm not doing so much clay at the moment just because I'm really enjoying um, the bigger stuff right now, like more of the side tables and coffee tables. Um, And it's just me right now. So it's, it's, that's been hard to like, it's a lot of work to do all the vases and lamps and tables like everything at the same time. So I try (laughs) like, (laughs) to like figure it out as I go, depending on the orders and what I have going on. 
That's a lot of work for one person. (laughs) (laughs) What is your typical um, process since it is just you? How do you kind of, you know, manage each project? Um, so I mean, my calendar is a lifesaver, um, but (laughs) honestly, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm really good. I never really been like a procrastinator or anything. So I'm pretty organized and, um, I got the hang of like the process of each thing. And sometimes I set days for like to go to this, like the ceramic studio and get those orders out of the way. And then I get like a week or three weeks to focus on more like my studio at home, making like the bigger tables. Um, so, it, and it also really depends of like what the orders are. I make everything to order right now. Um, so that kind of like guides me to what, where I need to be at. I love that. So what are your tables made out of then? So I develop like a mix of materials and they're, meant to mimic clay because how they started was that I made these small tables. Um, And I think I, that was one of like the first clay things that I made. And I think inside of me, I knew that I wanted them to be larger, but I couldn't because of like the kiln and like all the restrictions that were around, especially like in a community studio, their clay is so, so heavy. Like a little side table could be 60 pounds. Um, And you're trying to load that to like and carry it and it's so heavy so it just wasn't going to work so I tried to develop something that would mimic that same feeling and um, I finally did it took a lot a lot of time and tests and things breaking and finally found what worked and they're really durable super strong and yeah so I'm excited about them yeah Wow. Oh, it's like engineering. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You literally taught yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. It's definitely been a challenge, but it's been really fun. So I've noticed that, you know, no two pieces of yours are alike. And I think that's what makes your studio um, really stand out and, you know, what makes it catch the eye the most and how, what, what was, you know, where did your style derive to create kind of this like wabi-sabi-esque um, type yeah. of furniture? Yeah. I, I think I, well, I kind of started collecting ceramics and objects really young. Um, and I was always drawn to anything that was handmade or at least that I could tell that was handmade Um, everything else just kind of felt boring or not as special. I just, so I, I have a lot of objects around my house. It's crazy. My boyfriend's (laughs) always like, you need to get rid of stuff. And I'm like, I can't, (laughs) I love everything (laughs) so much, but I think that's kind of how it started informing it. And then when I started actually making objects, I realized that I, I really, like, since I admired so much things that were like, or like had this like organic edges or like each plate was different or, you know, and I kind of wanted to keep that in mind when I was making. Um, and I don't know, I hope that people that buy it appreciate it that same way that when I bought an object, I could just tell, like you could see in the edges of the table. Sometimes there's like a, like a thumbprint of like me putting like the material on and like sticking. So I, I think that's pretty cool and special. So I try to, let them all be their own. 
That's awesome. You literally put your DNA in all yeah. of the pieces. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are drawn to your style and it seems like you're kind of up and coming. So um, what do you think's next for you? Where do you want to take your studio? Um, I definitely will be expanding on the furniture um, side of things. I have many, many ideas still to come. And um, I think that would be really interesting. Um, and then I'm working right now and I always kept things really direct and I'm starting to play with the idea of more working with galleries and showrooms and different retailers. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm still in like the figuring it out phase. Like if I really want to do that or not. So baby steps success does not (laughs) happen overnight (laughs) exactly if it did then there's probably an issue (laughs) that's something I really realized doing my own thing I guess is how much patience and like how you really just need to wait and do your best and that's yeah and it's really working it's just you know when you like start out you're like oh yeah in like a week it'll be done like and it'll be like so easy and then you start it and you're like oh no (laughs) no I definitely know how that is (laughs) we we know how that is yeah for sure um so what would you say inspires you and inspires your work the most um I think something like how I find inspiration, like when I'm feeling really stuck, I know, I mean, this is very common, but I think for me, what gets me out of my head is going to different bookstores. Um, And I try to find even like random bookstores that I wouldn't even think of liking or haven't been to or something like that, that um, I feel like that helps me a lot. And I just sit there for hours and hours and hours and I just Pick, start picking random books and kind of try to go through all of them until I find something that clicks and really inspires me. Um, so that's like my main thing, I think, um, to find new inspiration, new ideas. Um, and then I think also just for me, like going out, like leaving my house, going to stores, galleries, showrooms, like um, fashion, like I think all of that is really important I think it just keeps my brain kind of like functioning and challenging and I like when I go to galleries I love seeing how things are made or just like understanding better um yeah the objects so yeah I try to do that quite often what um types of books are you typically looking for um it's kind of like a mix but I like generally just anything art related or sculptural or design or architecture or um, yeah, just, I think I'm a very visual person. So, or even magazines or anything that it could be something that I don't even like, I will still like look at everything in detail just because it kind of like challenges me and it takes me out of like my little world that I've created. Um, even though I'm like, oh, I don't know about this chair. I'm still kind of like, oh, okay, but maybe what about this like leg or something? So, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Putting your, immersing yourself in 
you know, uncomfortable situations, if it's designs that you don't particularly like. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there like a particular decade or design style that really draws you in or that inspires your work? Um, not really, actually. Like there's, it's just such a mix. Even my house is like such an eclectic mix of everything. Um, but I do think... I like Japanese aesthetic and design world that's really heavy influence in that and I've been like that since I was like I can't maybe like 13 uh, when I was painting I would really like just like buy every Japanese book and like yeah just I love that side but I don't think there's anything specifically there's like yeah like 50s 60s art deco there's more like like mid-century I don't know there's a little bit of everything I definitely sorry Lenny I'm definitely inspired by Japanese art as well (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I noticed that a lot of your pieces and like your Instagram everything's very neutral and you know earth tones so why do you think you're so drawn to those colors yeah that's a good question I feel like I don't know they just bring me a lot of peace and I think I'm just in a way trying to connect more with nature and I think they they bring out like when I make things I in a way I wanted to recreate more like of a stone or like my tables my coffee tables are really rough around the edges they look like a kind of like a stone slab that's just been almost like dropped and that's like the shape it took um and even my tables like when I the tops of them are I roll them in a slab roller and I really don't modify them I just let them be like whatever shape comes out that's what I let it be and I think that's I feel like the tones are kind of related to that I just like more natural I love that very meditative (laughs) (laughs) very relaxing to accept imperfections (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> I wish my line of work was all about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, probably would be sued if I did that. <laughs> like that table is not straight. <laughs> or like that column is not straight. Yeah. It falls oh. over. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'd be in big trouble. Oh, gosh. The struggles. You don't want that. Um, so I'm just looking at all your lamps and, you know, they're really inspiring. Where did you learn how to create lamps on your own? That's just crazy. Yeah, I, I think I just YouTubed it and then <laughs> like tested a lot of lamp parts and asked people questions. Like I would just, or like even research online a little bit, but I mostly just would ask people at my studio or like, hey, where do I get this socket from? Or like, where, you know, like things like that. But yeah, I think that was, that definitely required more researching just because it could be a little more dangerous. And, um, (laughs) but it was not that complicated when I did it. And that's what I realized the more I do these things, it's like, once you figure it out, I guess it's really, I was like, oh, that's it. I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny how, everyone thinks things are so complicated, but I mean, it's really not, you can figure things out on your own if you just try. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd be so scared to make a lamp. <laughs> I was I was really scared. I remember when I started, I was like, okay, am I gonna get electrocuted? Like I was like, no. <laughs> You're very brave. I can't even get my husband to like change out a light for me. So that's awesome. <laughs> You'll have to send me like the articles and YouTube videos you found to do that yeah. so I can try to learn myself. <laughs> Yeah, I'll voice in that too. <laughs> you can do it, Thank Eleni. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think it takes this. Like yeah, it probably takes a certain hand, though. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I think like in elementary school or something, they had someone come in and teach us, you know, how to wire a light bulb. And I remember just sitting there and my wouldn't turn on. So I think that oh, was a no. bad bad indication for my electrician skills <laughs> it takes a couple tries sometimes exactly i'm curious if people commission your work do people reach out to you and ask you to create things for them yeah most of it is commission which i love and i honestly love working with interior designers the most just because as you can see, all of my products are so, I've made so many different things. It's not just that I make one product and I kind of copy it and that's it. Mm-hmm. So working with interior designers is great because it's, they're always looking for a specific size or finish, or like they even want to collaborate, like an idea, like, oh, we need actually, like, can we make your slab table, like some kind of wall hanging? I don't know, I'm making this up right now, but like, so it's <laughs> always fun because it challenges me and like, it's just fun to get out of like my head and like do something new. Um, so I worked a lot with interior designers in that way. Um, and then, yeah, everything's made to order. So everything's commission, um, which it's great. I, I like working like that a lot, but I am building stock right now. And um, yeah, and I started selling um, with another studio as well. So I'm like giving him some stock. Um, so yeah, it's been good. What is your uh, typical lead time? It's around 10 to like 14 weeks, but it depends. Like it's like a nested coffee table or like many side tables or just one. So it depends a little. That makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like a lot of work goes into it. So (laughs) yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I recently had knee surgery and I'm, I'm a very like go, go, go person. I love being busy. And I was going crazy. I was like, I need to be out there. How can I start making something? And um, recently I started finally being able to work a little more and um, it's still not great. My knee at the end is just like, it's a lot of physical labor. So you have to down and like do all these things. So it's definitely a lot of work, but it pays off. It's definitely very rewarding at the end. Did you along this process ever have like a mentor kind of guide you um through this world or was it like you said you kind of just did you know all the research on your own and essentially asked around in your studio yeah I no mentor at all I think it's just yeah I think life experiences I think when I started doing this I kind of like saw my life and I was like wow it all makes sense now I just kind of everything made sense that I would have had done. Like I used to work in styling and then I went to furtwear design. It all kind of connected in a way. And I was able to bring all of that knowledge into like 
this space. Um, so it just kind of was trying things out, asking and, and yeah, just trying to meet people. And yeah. And I'm really lucky now that I work in the furniture design world and I work for an amazing studio. And I feel like that also gives me a sense of the furniture world because it was more in the fashion world. So it's been really nice. That is like the contrast of the fashion world and the furniture world. Would you say it's a little bit slower, faster? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's so different. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's a good change. It, yeah, fashion's a lot, a lot faster. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, and people are crazy. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a crazier world for sure. And I found furniture just to be a lot slower and um People are generally nicer and <laughs> not always. That's like, good. That's yeah, always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very different for sure. I feel like in fashion, like you were releasing like so many collections and, you know, there is resort and fault and winter. There's just like, and you would design like the amount of products that you would design were insane. It was like rendering 90 shoes in a day. Like, well, like oh make sure you're designing like, maybe like three, four pieces a year to launch at the most, like sometimes even one piece. So it's like, it's very different. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who are looking to kind of redirect their passion? Um, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sure and sweet. <laughs> no, but honestly, I, I realized that I was like, I feel like I have a lot of friends and just like people that I've gotten to know and they ask me and I, I don't know. I feel like we overthink so much and we're always like, you know, like I, maybe I should do this or that, or like, Oh, I, I'm thinking about that. And I always tell them just do it. Like worst case, like it doesn't work out and you move on to the next, like I, and I kind of, that's the way kind of it worked out with me and Ombia was that, I started it being like, well, I can do ceramics now. It won't cost me too much money to put into it. Like to start, it's just like the studio fees and that's it. Um, and the clay, which was really inexpensive. So it, it, it worked out that way. And then I was like, well, if it doesn't work out great, but I know that I can mold it and keep growing it into something else maybe. And that kind of took the pressure away of like, it doesn't have to be anything. It just, it really can just be whatever you want to make it at the time. And I think that like, that makes people not overthink so much. It's like, oh, okay. Like I, if I just start like this t-shirt, maybe it'll become like sweatshirts later and that's okay. Um, and I think that makes people not overthink and be like, okay, cool. I can do it. Awesome. That's great advice. That really is great <laughs> advice. <laughs> Might have to take it, take your advice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, every episode, you know, we ask our guests if they have a not so good idea they want to share and a good idea it can be um, personal, uh, design related, anything. So if you want to share your not so good idea first. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, I guess like design wise or like furniture wise. Not so good idea for me. It's been like translucent furniture. I don't know why I've never been a fan of that. 
um just like glass table or like I don't know like those I remember there were these Ikea chairs that everyone had at some point that were translucent oh my gosh like, the, acrylic <laughs> yeah, the acrylic ones yeah I had one. Oh no <laughs> no no I hated it like I kept sliding out of it oh, no. so no I agree I agree I don't yeah. know why translucent just like freaks me out I don't know <laughs> And you can see dust. I mean, you have to wipe it off pretty regularly in order for it to look good. Otherwise, I I mean, and then with like glass tabletops, you can see fingerprints. Even if you had just wiped it, you'll see another fingerprint. So I can see what you mean by that. (laughs) (laughs) Too much upkeep. (laughs) Definitely. Um, And I don't know, like more personal for me, not a good idea. It's been like buying a lot of tools or materials and I'm like, I'm going to try this. And then I just, without even knowing what I'm doing and they just sit there. So that's been a lesson I need to learn. It's like, stop buying tools and like new materials. (laughs) (laughs) They can be resourceful even for what they're not used for. (laughs) Maybe like 10 years, I'll be like, oh, now I can try this. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then a good idea for me, it's been saying yes first and then figuring it out. I think it sounds maybe not so good idea, but it's always worked out for me. I think, I don't know, like even with the coffee tables, someone was like, oh, can you make this little table into a coffee table? And I was like, yeah, of course I can do that. And then I was like, shoot, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and you just figure it out and it works and, you know, or you hope it works and usually it does. It's like that quote, if it makes you uncomfortable, it means something good is about to happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think yeah, Bree sent helpful. me that quote. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good to do things that you make you uncomfortable. That's kind yeah. of why we started the whole podcast. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I um, think you do have to say yes and like to a lot of things. I think that takes you out of your box and yeah, challenges you. Yeah. So if people want to find you, how can they find you? How can they get your products? Um, would you want to promote yourself a little bit? Yeah, so you can find me at uh, ombiastudio.com. It's my website. Um, and it's O-M-B-I-A studio.com. And then my Instagram is at ombiastudio. Um, and then, yeah, those are like the best ways. A lot of people reach out to me on Instagram um, or email me at info at ombiastudio.com. Well, great. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed it. And it was definitely very inspiring for the both of us. Yes. No, thank you for having me. It was really nice chatting to you guys. Well, we really hope you guys like this episode and um, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at notsogood.ideas. And if you're an artist or a designer, Feel free to reach out to us and maybe you can come on the podcast and be a guest. Our email is notsogoodideaspodcast at gmail.com and all of our podcast episodes come out on Thursday. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.